A warm welcome to all the listeners of the Offstem podcast. Danush Lamanya here, your host, and it's been quite some time that I haven't been able to give you some content on the game of cricket or anything related to sports because I was involved in my own uh, improvements in professional life. So it was uh, tough for me when it comes to uh, providing content and uh, making this podcast uh, and running uh, multiple things all together. Well, it took me some time to get uh, used to the conditions I am in currently. But now that I am pretty much well settled and I am confident with whatever I am doing currently and being able to manage stuff the way I want to, I am able to come back on this platform. I am able to restart this podcast, The Off Stump. This is a new series altogether I am trying to start. This is more related towards our sports professionals people who work in the background people who do the back end stuff make sure that the athletes that you see on the field on the arena are in their best shape best form possible in this new series i'll be talking to a lot of uh, sports professionals like nutritionists like analysts like psychologists physios and all the other members of uh, the team who are involved in making the athlete the athlete he is known as So starting off uh, I have uh, a sports nutritionist with me and she will be joining me for a couple of uh, discussions is what uh, I expect to be and the part 1 of that is uh, out here for you listeners where we are talking about sports nutrition and we are talking about how the lifestyle is of a sports nutritionist she being a professional herself having her own sports nutrition company she would explain how her lifestyle is and then we talk about how she uh, handles athletes especially the younger ones the teens who are into the sport at a very young age and how they are managed when it comes to handling their cravings uh, making sure their nutrition diet is on plan and how it is to implement it on late boomers who are pretty much late coming into this uh, sport and how do the nutritionist approach uh, in training these uh, late boomers and some uh, other myths that we always see in the world of uh, nutrition about uh, uh, meat being important as a pro for proteins and carbs not being good for health all these myths that are running around in the world of nutrition and a bunch of stuff is what we are going to cover in this discussion so have a good listen it is around 27 to 29 minutes and it is very informative and it is going to give you a lot and lot of knowledge Have a good listen. This is the Off Stump series, all new series with the sports professionals. Today, I have uh, Shreya Adhav, who is uh, a founder of uh, Spir Eat, which is uh, a sports nutrition company, and she has been a sports nutritionist for around eight uh, to ten years now, and she is pretty experienced and a well-versed individual. So she has her uh, foot across the country, across various sports, working with various athletes. so welcome uh, shreya and uh, how are you doing and uh, how are you excited about uh, joining uh, this conversation so hello uh, good morning danush uh, thank you so much for having me and uh, for doing this especially for our uh, community for athletes for them to know that what is the importance of other sports related uh, backgrounds or the uh, expertise that actually work in the back end to make an athlete perform or get a medal for our country so i'm super excited uh, to 
resolve all the queries that people have or even you have for that matter uh, and also i will try my level best to give small small tips which an individual or an athlete can actually follow in their day to day life which will not only improve their performance but will also help them grow as an individual as an athlete from a nutrition point of view so thank you once again for having me for this session well uh, great that uh, you have pretty much given up what you are going to be uh, presenting out here in the in the uh, in the discussion and this uh, discussion is uh, majorly created and prepared with an intention of providing knowledge about what sports nutrition is and how a job of a sports nutritionist is and how these different jobs that are very niche by itself uh, and it's a and it's a step by myself and the opstam podcast to make sure that uh, we take this uh, niche products and present it in front of the mainstream world and give them some ideas as well and we also expect a lot of athletes and uh, people around the world to listen to our podcast and get an idea of how this whole industry works and how the job of a sports nutritionist is so let us uh, basically start off with that itself ashreya here because i guess uh, we usually see the normal corporate lifestyle being 9 to 5 weekends off and all that thing that is more like a pattern that the world usually sees the mainstream world knows about when it comes to work life but what is the work life of a sports nutritionist uh, i definitely think it's not 9 to 5 it is way around the clock i guess definitely definitely as you correctly said it's not 9 to 5 job uh not a sedentary job as well uh, there's lot of significant difference that uh, we have to take into consideration whenever we are working with an athlete so the environment in which we work is very very dynamic and diverse uh, reason being is because this sports nutrition if you see it's not only one particular expertise that falls under the category of sports but uh, it also falls under the bigger wider category of sports science so we as a sports nutritionist also needs to make sure that there is not only the individual consultation that we are doing like a one on one session that we are doing with the athlete but also if in case we are on the field there is a team interaction that is happening not only with the coach but with the trainers with the physio with the psychologist with the snc coaches so that is one arena that we also need to consider while working towards an athlete apart from that there is something also that we need to consider is the menu planning and educating the athletes so if in case we are working with an academy or with a club or maybe say with an institute ultimately if the athletes are staying there we have to also work on the menu that is been provided based on the sport that they are playing and based on every individual's goals and requirement and this obviously tags along with the education that needs to be uh, provided to each and every athlete to make mm. them understand that what we are actually planning to do apart from that we also need to keep on assessing their performance every now and then to understand whether how the nutrition is actually working towards improving the performance and also the parameters that are surrounding the performance uh, aspect and apart from this yes definitely there is a continuous learning that happens research we need to uh, take into consideration globe which is happening at a global level say it with regards to uh, the food or say it with regards to the supplementation uh, if an athlete is traveling for competition we need to work on the nutrition based on that and yes definitely documentation of all of these works that we are doing uh, ultimately 
makes a major part of our work uh, so that everyone who are falling under the category of sports science is on the same page when it comes to uh, handling any individual athlete uh, regarding their goals. So the coach is also informed about what we are doing nutrition-wise, same is with the physio, same is with the psychologist and the other experts on board. So definitely it's quite exciting. Uh, and it's not as same or uh, same as of a nine to five job uh, because there are so many aspects that we have to consider, especially while working with an athlete. Well, uh, you pretty much uh, gave a uh, perfect explanation of what the job is. And uh, basically to uh, summarize in, in one sentence, I can say is that it's more like uh, individual based. You have to set yourself based on what the individual athlete requires and also uh, you have to make sure that uh, in what uh, place that they are playing, what levels they are playing, and also in you have to uh, design your uh, your, your athletes' day-to-day uh, -day meal stuff. So it is basically keeping track of their fitness and making sure that they are hundred percent whenever they have some big events out there. Right, right. Well. Uh, that that pretty much says that it's going to be fun because every athlete is going to be having his own kind of approach, and it is more like a, a learning job throughout the throughout our career. Every day we are learning something in uh, in this specific field that you are uh, out here in sports nutrition because one athlete has some way of uh, following his uh, routine, the other athlete has something else. But uh, there will always be some common factors, right? Which uh, you basically yeah. follow with all the athletes. Right, right. So um, generally, it would depend on the type of sport that the athletes are into. Okay. Uh, even though mm -hmm. even though the athletes are in the similar sport, but the one thing that we have to always keep in mind is uh, everyone's body is different. So you cannot really have a similar approach. Maybe what we can do is based on the sports requirement or the physiology of the sport, once we understand that or once we understand the biomechanics of the sport, definitely that plays a vital role for us to also understand that, okay, these are the nutrition strategies that will work uh, for this individual. But like I said, the biomechanics uh, or even the physiology can be different. The body composition can be different. It is definitely different, not can be. Uh, along with that, whenever we assess an athlete, we understand their blood chemistry. We understand their genetic parameters as well. So those cannot be the same of two individuals. So that makes us, our practice also pretty much different uh, considering even though we are giving normal dal chawal roti sabzi to an athlete to eat. But the quantities, the combination of food, uh, the quality of the nutrients would vary based on uh, the kind of sport that they are playing, the kind of requirement that they have, the kind of goals that they have. And yes, definitely uh, after understanding the parameters that I already spoke about. Uh, so even though few things can be same, but then ultimately it's not necessary that it would work for an individual athlete uh, if in case these all parameters are different and uh, if the absorption and if the metabolism of these all foods that we are recommending is different, then that all things also we need to simultaneously consider while recommending any sort of a diet or say supplement for that matter. You use some very really technical terms like biomechanics <laughs> and uh, blood counts and all that. So definitely we yeah. shall deep dive into it. One thing is for sure that uh, a sports nutritionist job gives you the best opportunity to 
make sure the the athlete that whom you are working with gives out his best and in this i guess you can go until the core of uh, an athlete's uh, potential when it comes to his yes. fitness through sports nutrition and moving forward mm-hmm. uh, i wanted to ask this one thing because a lot of sports athletes start their careers way too young and i guess you have mm-hmm. worked with with being in this industry for around uh, 10 years now you have worked with yeah. uh, athletes who are in their teens like around 17 18 that is when they take their profession too seriously and start to work on it where their whole lifestyle mm-hmm. that whole 24 uh, hours of their day is completely dedicated towards that and we have seen some outstanding athletes come out uh, at a very young age and become some big names in there when they are 19 20 itself pv sindhu is one of the best men of the names i am getting in my mind she was she won the olympic uh, silver medal when she was 21 so that says that mm-hmm. uh, she became serious into the sport like when she was 14 15 itself so when you are working mm-hmm. with these athletes and you are trying to bring them into this kind of uh, uh, lifestyle altogether because eating is such a important part of, part of our life that all of a sudden you are saying that you have to cut down on these cravings you have to cut down on these things you can't eat donuts anymore you can't go out and have pani puris anymore you have to have this discipline only this much grams this much quantity of carbs needs to be taken this much amount of protein needs to be taken how do you implement that into these younger athletes because they are very vulnerable and uh, how tough mm. it is for you as a nutritionist to make them get into habit Okay, so uh, this is actually my forte. Like I love working with teen athletes. Uh, our major clientele is starting from the age of eight to nine till fourteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Um, and honestly speaking, it's not a challenge at all because uh, we've been working with them since a long time, and it's more of a fun. because ultimately you also become like a kid when you are dealing with that age group so uh, talking about nutrition that how we make sure that they are disciplined with regards to what they what we are actually telling them to follow is all starts with education so mm-hmm. for me uh, whenever i'm i have any teen athlete with me i make that athlete understand that as you have uh, you know other subjects in your school right be it english or any other language or science or chemistry or whatever it is uh, mm-hmm. make sure that nutrition is also one of the subject that you are learning about okay and what also apart from that we do is basically whenever for each phase when they are with us we make sure that they are learning with regards to each and every food mm-hmm. so we make sure that they understand that okay this particular food has been given so that it is going to give this kind of a benefit to them because okay. of this what also happens is the moment the athlete thinks that okay for example uh, tomato juice actually helps you grow taller okay. okay so if we tell them ultimately their mind is also channelized to grasp that information and work accordingly mm-hmm. and the moment that happens ultimately the result that we are expecting we get that result and plus the athlete also starts understanding that no boss this is working for me so that confidence is built in themselves with regards to the food so the connection that we are building is not with the topic but with the food so that is one thing apart from that mm-hmm. yes definitely there are challenges wherein a few athletes are like no i i am not going to eat this or no i am not going to follow this for them it i have this simple funda that i follow which is basically a bargain system that we do okay. so it's more of a give and take so whatever food that they like 
if i feel that okay i have little leverage of giving them that in the nutrition plan i will tell them that okay i will give you this food at so and so frequency at so and so time provided you follow what i am asking you to do so okay. ultimately what happens is even they are happy with what they uh, are getting or what they love eating and ultimately you as a nutritionist is also happy because whatever you feel is important that they need to have is being followed well so this is the individualization approach that we see uh, in teen athletes and this is what we implement as well and the last part would be basically the goal setting so okay. for every athlete it's not a for especially for teen athletes it's not the long term goal definitely we consider that long term goal but it's more of the baby steps that we are taking every now and then uh, for them also to understand that okay this is easy for me to follow and apart from that we also see that okay what are the uh, uh, you know assessments or what are the uh, improvements that we are seeing with regards to the small steps that we are taking so ultimately they also uh, get track of that discipline and they also understand that okay this food or this nutrition strategy is working for me so i am pretty confident to take on the world so you pretty much gave a good uh, idea I, i could visualize here that how you are bargaining <laughs> with those youngsters out there and trying to make sure that they stay in course stay stay disciplined and also one thing that we always say when you start something uh, at a very young age uh it yeah. will be easy for them to implement it throughout their life instead of uh, yeah. them growing up and trying to implement it so basically i feel like you being a nutritionist here sports nutritionist it is easy for you to work with athletes who are in their teens so if that compared to who are in their mid 20s or who are now in the yeah. phase of their life where they are trying to change their routines and they are trying to make sure that uh, new stuff are added into their uh, into their uh, eating habits so it is tough for them to adjust to that compared to what the youngsters uh, adjust to right correct yes and the plus point here is whenever i speak to a teen athlete uh, generally as we also know uh, that uh, 12 to 18 is generally the age of growth that's when there are a lot of like, hormonal fluctuations which are happening your body is going through a transformation so what generally happens at this point of time is if your nutrition is aligned with regards to the training that you are doing or considering the growth that you are into or the transformation that your body is going through basically okay. your body get it's very easy for your body to get into that discipline and that habit which you can follow for your life long so even if the moment they start eating right in this particular age group eventually their body is going to thank them in the future so the yeah. moment you tell this to an athlete it becomes like a plus point or a bonus point for us because they know that okay whatever this is just a struggle of maybe say 4 to 5 years in this age group and then later on is going to be an easy journey mm-hmm. and when that thought goes in their mind uh, that's when we win and they follow everything that we recommend them yeah what they think as is a 4 to 5 struggle uh, by the time that 4 to 5 years complete it becomes a part of their lifestyle around and exactly. i guess they don't feel it as struggle anymore since uh, right. since and it's going to be easy right. for them to adapt changing Correct. the spectrum altogether we had a good uh, hmm. insight on how the youngsters come into play how their thing is uh, when it comes to implementing them into your sports nutrition stuff so let us move into hmm. other stuff there are a lot of athletes who are late boomers as well who maybe take their careers seriously when they are outside that growing age that you said between 12 hmm. to 18 they become more hmm. serious into their sport when they are like 19 20ish and how it is hmm. for you to uh, come into uh, contact with those people and uh, make sure 
that uh, they get their balance right they get their discipline going yeah. because one example i can give is mohammad siraj is one of the cricketers who became serious about becoming a professional cricketer when he was like 19 20 21 that is the age yeah. he became very uh, serious that i want to become a professional cricketer but now he is around 29 years old one of india's best uh, fast bowlers and he is also one of the best fielders and in peak fitness as well how it is for you to work with these kind of athletes who are late boomers so generally for them uh, like i initially also explained that we need to have an understanding about how their body is uh, performing and along with that how internally their body is nourished with regards to the blood chemistry or the blood test that we do with regards to certain genetic parameters that we understand because ultimately the growth that the body has to go through during the initial ages of their lives is already done right so it's more of now performance based nutrition that we need to focus on so in mm-hmm. this particular case what happens is uh, yes definitely the education approach is in part and parcel of every athlete's life irrespective of their age so yes. we keep on making sure that they are being educated regarding certain things that we are planning to do in their regular day uh, diet or the food meal that they follow and apart mm-hmm. from that the continuous monitoring also that we do because the moment they understand that okay uh, you know if there is this particular strategy that has been used for a nutrition plan for a month okay and mm-hmm. if i don't follow that then these are the consequences and ultimately what happens is our body is way smarter than what we think of yeah so in these athletes even though they are at a age of 19 or 20 or 22 or whatever the age is immediately their body will tell them that okay they have not followed something which they were supposed to follow or maybe the recovery is compromised maybe um, the muscles are sore maybe they are getting headache because they have not eaten anything for a longer training duration maybe mm-hmm. their digestive system is disturbed because they have eaten something outside food right mm-hmm. so it's important for us to analyze these all parameters beforehand uh, understand that okay what could be the possible reason for the same and then implement the nutrition strategy and most importantly make them also understand that we are doing this 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 thing for so and so purpose okay. so that they know the importance of the same irrespective of the age uh, but simultaneously also take care of all of these parameters from a supplement point of view if required but like i said we um, I, during our practice it's important for us to have blood reports first to recommend any sort of supplement because you need to be little careful as well so yes. this is how basically it would work when it comes to an adult athlete uh, who is you know just beginning with their career uh, and mm-hmm. see nutrition food is something that is our part of day to day life okay yes. we cannot uh, stay without food so the only difference would it make is with regards to the training that they are doing or the kind of sport that they are into or the intensity at which they are training so based on that if you are able to manage the nutritional requirement and educate the athlete as well uh, it's going to be a win win situation yes so basically I, now i can get an idea that the youngsters are more easy to work with and you pretty much say <laughs> that in the first sentence when you were answering that it is more fun to work with them than the athletes the athlete uh, the elder ones the late boomers is more like a complicated stuff where you have to bring the blood blood tests into play you have to bring their biomechanics into play and all those things so it i guess uh, it is going to it is a tough job when it comes to uh, sharpening the athlete when he is a bit older then uh, it is better to start off when you are in your teens that specific age group of 12 to 18 where the maximum amount of growth is happening 
I want to ask on the certain common stuff that uh, that we, mm. the mainstream uh, media out there, when it comes to nutrition, talk about, and that is the eat uh, when it comes to being into uh, nutrition and all this stuff. It is uh, said that uh, you have to eat your food based on grams. You must have this much grams of carbohydrates, this much amount of protein, and all those things. So recently, mm-hmm. when I'm when I was when I was growing up, I thought that uh, carbs is one of the good things to have in our in our uh, food, like carrots. Where bread is bread is one of the things that I used to love to eat. But when I've grown up now, when I'm 23 right now, I see the world saying that for an adult, carbs is the worst thing. You have to focus more on proteins and reduce carbs as much as possible. Why it is more like turned the tables altogether over the span of 10 years? I th- I would say it, it's more of evolution that has happened with regards to the research that is happening globally. Uh, but for me, whenever I talk to athlete, whenever I conduct sessions or educate people, one thing that I always say is basically no food is bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's basically uh, the things or the points that matters is when are you having the particular nutrient or now, for example, let's talk about carbohydrates specifically so what matters is uh what is the quality of carbs that you are having and how much quantity of carbs that you are having Mm -hmm. because like you also said that we've been having this since a long time like since the time we were born right carbs is the major chunk of our indian daily diets and it should be also because like i said it's one of the nutrients that is one primary source of energy for the body and especially for the people who are into high intense activities, be it your regular workouts or be it an athlete, because mm-hmm. it is actually important to provide necessary fuel for the muscles and for the overall body to support optimum performance as well. But okay. recently, what has hap- happened is the perception has changed because of various factors. Generally, when you see uh, westernized culture, people are now going towards low carbohydrate diets is for only whole and sole purpose. That is nothing but weight loss. Okay. But one thing that athletes need to consider is basically this is one of the misconceptions uh, and athletes don't need to be on a weight loss diet until unless it is a requirement for their sport. Okay. So if we talk about low carb diet, it is majorly revolving around weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is something that you cannot really follow for a long-term duration because, like I said, we've been brought up uh, with carbohydrates being a primary source of our daily routine diet. And apart from that, like I said, it is one of the important nutrients for our body to do the daily routine activities as well. But yes. here, the trick is the kind of activity that we are doing nowadays. So physical activity, imagine people 10 years or 20 years before us, like the kind of activity that they were involved into versus the kind of food also that they were eating. So carbohydrates are not technically bad. What matters is if you are going to consume simple carbohydrates or say maybe highly processed or refined carbohydrates like sugary snacks or maida or white bread or, you know, Mm -hmm. sodas and stuff like that, then yes, definitely that can have uh, side effects like, you know, the blood sugar levels will go up. There will be sudden crashes also in the blood sugar levels with following uh, health related conditions like obesity, diabetes and stuff like that. But yeah. if you are someone who's understood that, okay, uh, I need to have a balance between the simple as well as complex carbohydrate, which is basically coming in from your whole grains, fruits, vegetables, legumes, pulses, which are basically nutrient fiber and has good amount of sustained energy. 
if yes. you are able to balance out both the carbohydrates based on the requirement that you are doing then carbohydrates are not bad but well, what yeah. matters is how much you eat and the quality of the carbohydrate that you eat yes uh, i get an idea of it so, yeah that is a very important uh, factor of our of our daily lifestyle that all of a sudden now especially the last uh, few months i'm regularly hearing this trend that carbs are not good for the body you have to bring in uh, reduce as much amount of carbs as possible and a lot of uh, diet a lot of people nutritionists in uh, or dietitians in general are saying that thing so i, I kind of uh, think like oh what, what i was feeling as good as all of a sudden turned out bad and one more thing that i feel mm. that uh, has been like a like a belief that the whole uh, world has had is that the importance of having uh, uh, of having chicken beef and other uh, animal uh, products to gain proteins mm. and i mm. i used being me being a vegetarian for me if i have mm. to ga- gain muscle i have to gain uh, a body i have to have uh, i don't have that quality of uh, proteins in vegetarian food so hmm. is it the same belief still going on that you still have to have chicken and beef in order to gain muscle and uh, have high protein um so see with protein basically uh, it matters that you know whether you are a vegetarian or whether you are a non vegetarian because the only difference that i would like to simplify over here is when you are having an animal based protein the plus point of animal based protein is basically it is highly bio available okay which basically means that your body is able to easily absorb it and utilize as well and secondly it has a good um, uh, good essential amino acids as well which is actually required for the body to build muscle and repair okay? okay having said that it does not mean that the plant based option or plant based protein does not have adequate amount of uh, you know amino acids as well as uh, the bioavailability wise so if you are having if you are a vegetarian or if you're a vegan for that matter and if you are looking for plant based option definitely those can be also incorporated into day to day life uh, to maintain or to improve muscle mass provided it has been strategically combined with the sources that will actually give you the complete amino acid profile and obviously in appropriate quantities as well which is going to suffice the requirement of building muscle so it's not that you should be you know turn non vegetarian to get the protein uh, from the foods that you are eating it's okay if you even if you are vegetarian but provided you are having the adequate uh, sources as well as the combination that is required for your body to get the required amount of protein in a day to day life well wasn't that interesting and informative thank you shreya adav uh, for being a part of this uh, conversation and i'm uh, really really happy that uh, we are able to get this thing done and uh, nice that we have able to get some really quality information out there in the podcast that we had and to all the listeners i hope you had a great great uh, time when it comes to listening to this podcast and having a great idea of what the world of nutrition works and how the sports nutrition uh, is uh, gearing up into there is still a lot of many many factors needs to be talked about so myself and shreya will be back and we will be having some more discussions you can also post in your uh, questions your thoughts and your opinions on the social media platforms where we will be sharing this podcast to you on linkedin on instagram 
on Spotify where you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and many other places. And you can uh, definitely reach out to us, provide your opinions and it is going to be helpful so that we can have even more in-depth and knowledgeable content and information related to world of sports nutrition. Thank you for listening. This is the Offstump Podcast and it's a great return for me. I feel good doing this episode. Let us hope that we have some really more intriguing, informative and knowledgeable content in the upcoming episodes as well. Thank you to all the listeners and cheers.